Welcome to Stewardology, a podcast where two worlds collide. In this show, financial advisor Tim Russell and Reverend Drew Geisey come together to explore the intersection of financial stewardship and theology. Their unique perspectives help Christians and churches understand and apply a biblical framework for everyday financial decisions so Christians everywhere can improve and strengthen their walk with Christ through biblical stewardship. Before we get started, we just wanted you to know that the topics discussed in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific investment advice or recommendations. Investing and investment strategies involve risk, including the potential loss of principal. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Securities and advisory services are offered through Genios Wealth Management, member FINRA and CIPIC. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Tim Russell and Drew Geisey. I'm Tim Russell. And I'm Pastor Drew Geisey. And we welcome you to another fun episode of The, the Stewardology Podcast. Podcast. Loans today, in one sense, it's kind of like this necessary evil. As much as we preach and teach and to save and not take out loans, sometimes it becomes very difficult to move forward without having one. Yet it may not be you are the one that needs the loan. It may be a child. It may be a family member, a coworker, a friend that needs a loan and they cannot get one, and you very possibly may be their target. How so? As a co-signer for the loan that they need. Now, before we get into the nuances of co-signing loans, let's first take a look at a Christian perspective on loans. And Tim, we got a couple verses that are here. What's the first verse we want to kind of take a look at from the Word of God? Well, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower slave to the lender. That's Proverbs 22, verse 7. Simply stated, the one, the person who borrows money, is enslaved, indebted to the one that he borrows the money from. So that's a good verse to kind of look at. Are loans evil? We talked about that in a previous uh, episode, and we talked about mortgages and student loans. We found that all in episode 41. So we want to encourage you to jump back and take a look at that because we talked about good debt versus bad debt. So let's break down the question at hand. Should I co-sign a loan? Let's first take a look at what is co-signing a loan? Tim, what do, what do you have there? Well, according to the Federal Trade Commission, uh, a co-signer is someone who agrees to be responsible for someone else's debt. If you co-sign someone's loan, you are personally responsible to make those payments if the person who takes that loan out doesn't make the payment. It affects you your credit, and even all of your assets as they could come back against you for payment if it's not being made. It's a pretty serious undertaking. Sure. It's not just a signature. You are saying, I'm going to, if this person defaults, I'm going to take my money and cover what they borrowed. So you have to understand the reason someone would want to or be forced to get a co-signed loan is because they are deemed by the underwriting agency, the bank, mm -hmm. they would be deemed as a bad risk. They could be deemed as a bad risk because maybe they're young and haven't proven themselves financially, or maybe they don't have enough income or enough assets to cover the expense. So if that's the case, if the loan is too big and they, they're willing to give it to the individual, but they're only willing to give it if there is someone else who's willing to put their good name, their reputation, and their financial well-being on the line to back up the individual who may not have the ability to get the loan otherwise. 
So we we tackled that part. Let's ta- now take a little twist and look back into the Word of God and see what does the Word of God say about co-signing alone. Now, we understand that Proverbs are proverbial true, uh, meaning that they are true most of the time. However, we can't take these Proverbs as black and white sin issues. So with that in mind, let's jump in and take a look at a few of the verses that we see in the Scripture that specifically speak to co-signing. Proverbs eleven fifteen. He who puts up security for another will surely suffer, but whoever refuses to strike hands and pledge is safe. Yeah. Pretty clear as mud on that one, huh? Well, or maybe more mud. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so puts up security means that I'm willing to put up my income or my assets to yeah. back a loan for someone else. It's striking hands and pledge means that you're putting your good name behind it. And this proverb says you will surely suffer. That's pretty intense. Huh. That That is intense. That is intense. It's not the only verse in the Bible that talks about maybe the lack of wisdom for Proverbs. Take a look at Proverbs 17, verses 18. A man lacking in judgment strikes hands in pledge and puts up security for his neighbor. Hmm. And that's another hardcore one. Another verse which simply says, Look, it's not a sign of wisdom to back someone else's debt. You're not getting any advantage out of this. You're only taking on risk. That's a, that's a good way to look at it. I didn't think about it specifically as only taking on risk. Yeah, yeah. In Proverbs 22, verses 26 and 27, it says, Do not be a man who strikes hand and pledge or puts up security for debts. If you lack the means to pay... Your very bed will be snatched from under you. Mm. I I like my bed. I don't want it snatched. Yeah, in this day and age, they're not coming for your bed, but they're coming for your bank accounts and every other and things, your assets, your yes. assets yeah. and all your other stuff. So if if you if you're if if you're co-signing a loan, or if you're if you're being the backer for a loan, someone else is requiring a co-sign. You're backing them. If they don't make payment and then you can't make payment, they have legal means to come after your assets, destroy your credit, and ruin your reputation. Yeah. I have seen this with re- uh, retired individuals who have co-signed loans for their kids, and now in their retirement years, they're having to make hundreds and maybe even thousands of dollars of payments on loans that they took no, they did not take out, that their kids took out, their kids promised to repay, and their kids have defaulted on them. And now they are on the hook for it. They're not able to retire. They're working now into their seventies and eighties because they can't afford not to. There's a handful of other verses that we could go running to, but there's this good solid consensus in the word of God that it is unwise to co-sign a loan and it could put you in unnecessary financial danger. So the question at hand, should you co-sign a loan? Simple answer is don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. We encourage you. It's it's biblical for you to not do co-signed loans. Yeah. If you have the means, you may want to gift the money or or lend the money yourself to that individual. Totally different. But I would not do a co-signed scenario. Certainly if you don't have the money because now you are at at risk. So is it objectively wrong or sinful? 
to actually co-sign a loan in for somebody? every circumstance and every situation. Hmm. It becomes a little bit more murky yeah. today. Uh, th- one of the real challenging scenarios is in the student debt area. Um, there are lenders who will force parents to co-sign student loans for their kids. Mm-hmm. And that, that I hate that scenario on so many different levels because, first of all, I, I'm not a fan of student loans. They're they're terrible just in general. I've seen so many people be harmed by all of the debt that they're getting. Um, so I don't know that that's necessarily a, a primary uh, primary example, but there's an area where we have good and godly people co-signing loans for their kids because – that's what they have to do. There are right. no other no other choices. Um, I, and to say that there are no other choices may be to make an overstatement. There are always other choices. Maybe to delay school, to uh, slow down the speed at which you go through school. There are always other choices. There just may not be the choices you want to make. I would say when it comes to this idea, it's not wrong or sinful to co-sign alone. But I, of what I've read in scriptures is, I think it's a difference between being wise and being foolish. So is is doing something that's unwise always a sin? No. Okay. Why? You will have an impact by doing something that's unwise. It doesn't say that it is or it does not have to be a sin, mm-hmm. but you will have potential consequences to pay. Mm-hmm. Because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I want to bring a bigger picture in. Yes, it comes to a wise and foolish thing. But one thing, as as we put this episode together, we need to also realize we're stewards of God's money. Yeah. We need to process that piece as a very big priority in this. And if there is even a hint of default... Mm -hmm what we're doing is we're being foolish with God's money. And I think that's, it's not a sin issue. It's a foolishness issue. So is denying wisdom sinful? It's hard, right? I'm going to say it's foolish. It's not, because I think scriptures make a very clear delineation between following the path of wisdom and following the path of a fool. And we don't see... wisdom always equal godliness. We don't always see that wisdom always equals, uh, or um, foolishness always equals sinfulness. So, hmm. And I'm using that term always. Our audience, you guys hear how we're, we're wrestling with this? This is this is not this is not easy. I'm, I'm going to come down on the opposite side of, of this question as you are, Drew. I Fair. believe that foolishness in the book of Proverbs is equated i i can't think of any exceptions to sin we're gonna have to wrestle this one off Uh, air yeah so but but that's okay but i would say that there are times when it is moving towards someone in love to take a risk to cosign under very stringent and and restricted circumstances may be the right and wise thing to do in spite of what Proverbs says. And I'm thinking about something called, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Paul Miller's book, J-Curve. The J-Curve talks about 
um, how how we can go down into suffering in order to be exalted, in, you know, with with God through the other side of it, kind of like a, the, the way a J is 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 mm-hmm. designed. There's something called the love J curve when you move towards someone in love to help them where they couldn't otherwise meet those needs themselves. And I'm thinking about a circumstance that I had in my early years where I really had to wrestle with the question about co-signing. I know co-signing is 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 foolish and you know the bible's pretty clear about that and that it's not a sign of wisdom to to co-sign and yet i have a circumstance where in our broken world and society we have an individual who's come to faith who's really making great strides and who desperately needs a vehicle in order to keep their job mm-hmm. and i have the income to to pay that loan if i needed to um, and I know that this person needs to be able to find a way to be able to get a reliable vehicle, to get the work, to be able to get themselves in a financially viable situation. And I was willing to walk towards this person in love, to enter the broken world, to enter the brokenness of our financial system in order to help them get a leg up fully knowing that it will be on me to make that $150, $200 payment if they couldn't get the thing, if, if, if they couldn't make those those payments. In that circumstances, fully knowing the risk and knowing the, the brokenness of the situation, I was willing to move to them, towards them in love to help them be able to get established. I think that was actually a sign of wisdom and love in spite of the fact that we see what Proverbs says about don't co-sign loans. So we're on the same page then. So I, I would say we're on the same page maybe in a certain extent. To I, agree. I, I'm not saying that it's a sign of doing something foolish is not sinful. I think foolishness is always sinful. However, I think there are ways and times where there are two different two different ways of looking at a particular thing, which one Clear. Yes. In, in one one set of realities is an absolutely foolish thing and, and sinful thing to do, and another set of realities may actually be the loving and wise thing to do as you move towards someone in love. But you have to recognize that all of these things come with risk, and you have to be willing and ready to, to absorb it. So the, the bottom line answer, if we're going to boil this all down for our listeners— don't cosign loans. Period. It, it, it's it's a bad idea. Now, in, in the situation that I was referring to, I ended up not cosigning. I didn't do it uh, because God, as I'm wrestling with this, I'm praying over it, and I'm talking with my friend. God opened up another opportunity. He was able to get a vehicle that didn't require him to get a loan. It was it was a reliable, good vehicle, and someone else was able to to help them get that. There are always other alternatives. Yeah. Even in my circumstance, as I wrestled with this, I ended up not doing it. Mm-hmm. So I would call out to you, it, before you even think about co-signing, whenever you borrow money, you prevent God from answering that need through miraculous means. Amen, brother. Amen. And, and it reduces our faith when we're only trusting in our our debt and our loans. So you, you can see this is a complicated, kind of messy, gray area. We like black and white. We like concrete. We makes don't like easy. mushy and, and difficult. Part of what makes this question so hard is we have a broken financial circumstance and, and, and system that doesn't have its incentives aligned properly with the the lender and the borrower. Yeah. Certainly not with God. So 
it does does create a little bit of nuance. Yeah. And I think it's very important for our listeners to hear if you do co-sign a loan, you are legally taking on the responsibility for that loan. Yes. If that person defaults, you are next in line and you're the end of the line too. And they're going to they're going to want the money from you. So very important. All right. So here's a question. What are the impacts potential impacts of co-signing a loan. Well, they would be this. Your relationship with the borrower could be harmed if the borrower defaults on that loan. Yeah, very you, true. You're not going to trust that person. If they're a family member, you may not like seeing them at Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, you've got those relationship impacts. Your credit score will be harmed, both the borrower and the co-signer. Yeah. The borrowing power both current and future borrowing power will be impacted because it is a debt that shows up on your credit report, even if it's being paid every month. Right. That may limit your ability to borrow. Again, that may not be a bad thing because, you know, we <laughs> probably shouldn't be borrowing a lot of money. And it's not my uh, encouraged plan for most folks. And then defaulting on the loan will take a bite out of you financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. And let me put another plug into that emotional aspect. It will drain a person because if yes. they, they're signing to be a blessing to somebody or supposedly, yeah. and now they have this undue burden placed upon them and it will drain them. And then just one last thing, like I said earlier, you're having to make payments. If it goes into default, you did not get any benefit out of the loan Nothing, and you get all the negative of having to make those payments and satisfy the bank. Yeah. All right. So I've co-signed a loan, and I've heard this. I've co-signed a loan. What do I do? According to Proverbs 6, 1 to 4, this is what it says about that question about, I've co-signed a loan. What do I do? My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor and you have struck hands and pledged for another, if you have been trapped by what you said, ensnared by the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, to free yourself, since you have fallen into your neighbor's hands. Go and humble yourself, press your plea with your neighbor. Allow no sleep to your eyes, no slumber to your eyelids. I think this passage, Tim, is very, very clear. If you have co-signed a loan, what do you do? Do everything you can to get out of it. Uh, legal, not just to default on it, but Absolutely. to pay it off. Legally, to, ethically, to and morally. Satisfy it. Yes. Get get yourself out of that scenario. Yeah. I think Scripture speaks directly to that right there in Proverbs 6, 1 through 4. Well, what if you can't? If you can't, pay it off. If you can't, uh, you know— Pay it off like all in one chunk, I mean. Yeah. Then you have to take over, you have a moral obligation to take over the monthly payments and to keep on making those payments until it's done. Yeah, because you did put your good name and credit on yes. there. You signed for it. And you need to uh, make arrangements with the individual who defaulted on how they're going to uh, make the situation right because morally they are responsible to make these payments. You are morally responsible to make it up if they can't they should still, you know, step in at some point in some way to be able to make it happen. Absolutely. So how do you handle a co-signing request? That <laughs> I, I, I have a simple answer to that. Yeah. Two letters. 
No. <laughs> Absolutely. But say it with gentleness and love. You know, just say no to this scenario. You are putting yourself in undue risk. Now, again, Tim, you shared earlier that there were some unique situations with with what you went through with that friend, and you were seeming like willing to go down that path, but there was a change of of, of situation. Praise there. the Lord, yeah. And uh, but there are some times when you may see it and deem it right to help out, but you need to, as you build a building, it's the exception, not the rule. You it's need, the exception of the rule. Exactly. Proverbs deal with uh, things that are generally true in the way God built the world. There are, you can almost find every proverb, not probably not every, but a lot of proverbs, you will find there are exceptions to the rules that, that sure. are laid out there. Uh, like, it, train up a child in the way he's gold, the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. It's not a promise. It is a observation about the way God generally makes this world operate. You yeah. raise your kids right. They will live rightly. However, you all know examples of individuals and kids that yeah. left the home and left the faith. Yeah, It's not a promise. So here, when we f- approach this aspect, we find there may be times and places where moving towards someone in love means you may co-sign, but remember, this is going to be an extreme exception not the norm. It's not the default. And one thing we did not tap into this, which has to be above all this, never get pressured and always pray. Take Mm. it before the Lord over and over. It's never, well, I need this done by three o'clock today. Sorry, not happening. Yes. I, could you consider doing this? Yeah, I, I need I need some time to think and pray about this. I want to talk to my wife about it, but yeah. understand it may be no. Yes, I actually really appreciate that response. Never let someone else's crisis become your crisis. Preach it. Never let their lack of planning become your crisis. That is so critical. So let's apply this. Co-signing alone can present risks that could be financially and relationally crippling. So do all you can to avoid those unnecessary risks and calculate the risk and give yourself and your spouse plenty of time to pray over that decision. Never co-sign without talking to your spouse. Oh, for sure. Never. I mean, never co-sign, period, right? Just don't do it. But whenever you get into any kind of lending decisions you all and big financial decisions, you always do it with the consent of your spouse. Always. You always have your spouse included if you're married in any financial and decisions. And if you're not in agreement, you go with the weaker conscience. Yeah. If if one says yes, the other says no, you don't do it. Yeah. And remember that no is a good, wise, and often loving response to co-signing a loan. I think that's very important. And if there were no major issues or complications of co-signing loans, the scriptures would would not have anything negative to say about it. So you, you got to process that part. And remember this proverb, a man lacking in judgment strikes hands in pledge and puts up security for his neighbor. May these words from the word be a good guide for you in your decision-making process. We'd like to thank you for joining us on today's episode of Stewardology Podcast. For future show ideas, go to stewardologypodcast.com forward slash ideas. Uh, you can also go there to our website if you don't particularly agree with the way in which we answered today's question. 
we do not believe we are the final answer and arbiter of all questions related to this topic. As you can see, it's a bit of a messy, messy one. Uh, so yeah, we're happy to listen to your critical feedback as well. Do not leave the critical feedback, however, in your very favorable five-star comment <laughs> on our podcast page. We would really appreciate a good five-star review. Uh, Amen. And send, send your qu- critical feedback directly to us on the website. That would be fantastic. Go sign up for your free stewardship review at stewardologypodcast.com forward slash review and check out all the helpful show information on our page stewardologypodcast.com all right until next time take care god bless and remember move towards people in love and demonstrate wisdom through your financial choices Thank you for joining us on the Stewardology Podcast, where financial stewardship and theology meet. We'd like to help you take your next steps in biblical financial stewardship. First, subscribe in your podcast provider to get the newest episode delivered to you every week. Next, follow us on social media and visit our website at stewardologypodcast.com. There you can find our social media links and our entire episode archive. Remember, Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. See you next week on the Stewardology Podcast. Securities and advisory services offered through Genios Wealth Management, member FINRA and SIPC.